The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Hello and welcome to another video games to the max as this is the officially because it's right on the dot the last podcast of 2017 for the entire W2 network and for this show specifically Uh, this is episode 174 and with me as always Mr. Mark Morrison well we did uh, we still have to get the written part on the side, but that one's almost done. I'm waiting on one person to send me uh, their stuff, and then I'll start putting the articles together, and we'll have it up there. And which is nice because we're hitting that part of January where like nothing comes out that's important. It's t- more towards the middle of the month, so you get like a couple of weeks to still enjoy 2017, as it were, and then 2018 starts kicking in. But so, how did you enjoy your your Christmas? And we're here on New Year's Eve doing this, but anything on on Christmas? No, I, I made the uh, Christmas gift of paying my cable bill off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I paid about three different bills, and uh, bought Anaya one of the gifts that weren't, you know, that were still on her list since I hadn't been able to buy her anything until I got the Christmas money and took her to an amusement park yesterday. She had a lot of fun. That's the first time she'd been to one of those, at least with, with me there. So first time I got to ride the bumper cars and ride a Ferris wheel and like probably since I was a kid. So that was, uh, Nice to, Since ever. <laughs> yeah, nice to have memories uh, for that. You know, I think the last time I did anything was uh, Six Flags back in college when I finally got over the fear of roller coasters and decided, you know what, screw it. If I die on this coaster, I guess I died. I didn't, obviously. <laughs> but I was uh, screaming and hollering uh, while, that, while that was going on. But on this show, we do have a, a major topic we're going to. So this is the last... Day of 2017, how appropriate that we're looking ahead to 2018 and talking about games that we're anticipating for this year. Uh, We are not taking into account, even though we might mention that we think they might, we're still going with the thought that these games are going to hit in 2018. I would say about a fourth of them probably won't, and they'll get delayed. There's already two games, uh, Psychonauts and... Bloodstained. Yeah, Bloodstained. Uh, Ritual of the Night that have both been delayed till 2019. So two games that people were anticipating already. We won't be talking about those for another, I'd say, six months or so before they do anything. Probably E3 is when we'll see something else uh, about those. But yeah, so we have we each have a number of games that we're anticipating personally. And then we also have some that we're uh, both of us together are, are looking at. And of course, we got some news, not a lot of it. And we got some games. Uh, that we've been playing. Mark, what have you 
been checking out since the last time? Uh, so banging away to Okami, still kind of screwing around with Call of Duty. Um, the big one I played is I got this during the Steam Holiday Sale currently going on still is Grim Legend. It's a uh, action RPG like Diablo or like Torchlight, but it is like basically Diablo two. <laughs> like pretty much. Like looks like it. The inventory is kind of the same. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of ugly in the way that Diablo two was. I mean, it's a better looking game, obviously, but it kind of has that kind of dark look to it, or like kind of brown look that Diablo one and two used to have. Uh, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, I mean, with uh, you know the torchlight maker going down. Uh, I think we talked about it on the last show. It, yeah, you know, it's, Runic. Oh, that was a few shows ago, but yeah, Runic went down. So it's uh, nice to see that some of these are still around, Diablo clones. And hey, they, if they do their do it right, you'll play it. Like uh, Mark is talking about, we'll, we'll be talking about another one that's similar uh, to that very shortly coming in the uh, Xbox games for gold. But anything else you want to? <sighs> Uh, a buddy of mine got me Marvel Ultimate Alliance for a PS4, like, so we can play it together. Uh, that game runs like crap on a PS4. It's really depressing. <laughs> That's what I heard. A lot of people talking about, oh, we were so excited. I remember both of us being excited about, oh, we can finally play these on the current gen systems. I think you got, didn't you get I don't. I had it on PC also, yeah. and it runs better on there. Uh... I don't know if it's running worse. I mean, we were playing online also, and I didn't have this problem like when I was playing by myself. But it was very stuttery, kind of like hiccupy in spots. Like the frame rate kept like kind of oscillating between like good and not good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's a shame because like that game, for, like that game's not that complicated. Like. And it ran fine on PS3 and 360. Like, I don't know what, what the problem is. Even when there's a lot going on screen, the way the characters are, it's not like they're, you know, big time modeled and there's these huge, big attacks happening. I mean, they're they're within a certain, you know, a modest range. I don't know if they updated that for the PS4 or whatever, but I don't remember being this. I do remember the game on 360 and PS3 kind of still being a little chuggy but that was maybe. probably also due to those systems maybe there was one i ran into a bug i was playing by myself i like i downloaded it one night uh and i got to like the first main story mission to get to like the to the hub area and i talked to one, i think i talked to one of the characters vision and not my selected character but the character i think on the like on, my, on the right in the like character select wheel like during during the conversation it would be in the middle of like the b- between both characters giant sized okay and That's... I, I i could select different characters and they'd still be giant sized and i was like what <laughs> like did i even you took type a... in something you didn't know you did uh, no i was on a ps4 like i can't type anything oh. in wow that's uh like, I took a video of it. I'll probably upload it later. But I was like, "This is this is kind of weird." Yeah, big bug there. You know, I mean, did you get to play with them giant size or? 
No, they were just in that one cutscene or one dialogue uh, branch or you know dialogue conversation. That was it. Oh, okay. But I'd end it. I'd select another character, and then a different character would be giant sized, and I was like, "Huh, all right." Maybe you uh, unlock them giant size later. No, no, that's not supposed to happen. <laughs> Either way, Activision and and all those involved uh, messed up on that one. Did it happen again? Just that one time? Yeah, just the one time. I like the developer is well the guy the people publishing it. They were a company called their company called Zoe Mode. Uh, they've done not great work. <laughs> I'm gonna guess they're the one of those port companies. Uh now they are. They used to actually be a developer, but not anymore. <laughs> ah. Like they they, used to, they made a uh, PSP game called Crush, which is pretty cool. Well, I mean, back when Sony cared about a handheld. Yeah, and they made a bunch of like connect crap that no one cared about, like Grease the game. Well, like, that will up. get you to die very fast. Yeah. <laughs> Making. Oh, that was a Wii game. Layer, that was a Wii game, but still, yeah. Oof. Yeah, let's. Uh, unless we get to talk about Connect, we're good. <laughs> we're good on that one. Any, anything else for you? Uh, a friend of mine got me some WoW time, so I launched into that today, I and mean, it's still a little changed, but still fine. <laughs> Does it make you consider getting the expansion at all? Well, I'll be the one reviewing it, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that uh, that makes it fair enough uh, there on that but, one. But... The one really interesting thing is it's been probably 10 months, 11 months since I played, like last time. Maybe even like longer, maybe like a year and a half. And like the minute I logged in, they gave me, like, the, they're like, here's a new item for you. I forget what it was called, but it's like game. 20, like, it was, like, gain 21 billion artifact power. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, the, I remember the last time I was playing, and I still had a few items where uh, getting, like, even 20,000 artifact power was, like, a big deal. And this was, like, gain 21 billion. And I was like, all right. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Did that make you, like, on par with everybody else or something? I mean... Seems well, like a random they add, number. They add like more artifact power, like traits. So I guess they scaled it up a little. But the problem with that game really is like they keep with every expansion, they always inflate the numbers like more and more. So, I mean, they did like a they did like a number crush. I think like two expansions ago because it was getting ridiculous. But now it's ridiculous again. So I don't know what the difference is. What are you gonna go up to like? 71 billion artifact power next time? I mean. <laughs> well, now, now now, I'm getting stuff. It's like, if you complete this get, complete this quest, gain 5 million artifact power. And I was like, I remember, like I said, I remember getting doing a quest and getting like 4,000 and being like being happy with that, not, 20, like not 5 million. Jesus. 5 million seems a bit excessive there, but... Whatever works for you, Blizzard, you can do these things when Overwatch is still making you bukus of money over there. Yeah. And Hearthstone like, as well, I guess. Yeah, like, the, the reason I logged on, well, he gave me a code for, like, a year, and the reason I logged on now was because I wanted to get, like, the hot, like the Christmas present out of the way. And, like, the Christmas present this year was, like, a Hearthstone 
toy thing. Would you do anything with it? Just I don't know. Like you can invite people to play. I don't know if it lives like an animation or something. It's kind of kind of silly, but yes. I mean, all the, all the most of the toys are pretty silly. So that's the whole point. Eh, fun gift for them to give you. Yeah. On Christmas. But uh, that wrap it up for you, or? Yeah, pretty much. Well, I since the last time we when we had the the show with the where we ranked the our best twenty five of the year, which you can still go listen to, it is there. Just look up uh, if you're subscribing to our feed, it should show up there. It should have like a persona uh, picture. If you are one of those that goes on YouTube, just search for video games to the max, the best games of twenty seventeen. It should be there. I got into because I liked Xenoblade 2 so much, I got into playing uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 1, which originally I had bought my new 3DS for, played it for like a week, and thought it was too obtuse and couldn't get into it. And then all of a sudden after I played 2, this felt like somewhat simpler. <laughs> uh, so I would say after beating 1, which that took me another 15... So I beat 2 in 15 days, and I beat 1 in another 15 days. They're about the same length of time. I would say that one is better story-wise because it deals with more mature stuff. It still, you know, has some kind of uh, crazy stuff in it that, you know, knowing that you live on two titans named Bionis and Mechonis and they can eventually come alive and all that kind of stuff, depending on what happens, is still crazy. But I think the characters overall... I don't know that I stuck. They stuck with me as much as the ones in two, uh, namely because one has some characters that kind of seem like they don't seem important. But uh, I think overall, it's a much. It's a much. Uh, it, the number two got streamlined, but number one had uh, some simpler mechanics that uh, make it a little bit easier to understand. And the only thing it's, it was a Wii game originally, and then on 3DS it looks bad. Uh, because it, I mean, it's the cutscenes still look good, but on on that 240p screen, <laughs> just some of it's like I'd have to decide whether I wanted to go watch it on YouTube or just watch it on my screen because sometimes it just kind of looked uh, a little warped or whatever. But still a cool story, and like now when you uh, not and I guess if Super Smash Bros. ever gets ported over to Switch. You can. I, I'll know the story behind Shulk and probably want to use him more. But okay. yeah, and now there's rumors that they might because the next game. I think the next game that they're making has nothing to do with the Zeno games at all. But there's rumors going around that they might port Chronicles X, the Wii U game that has nothing to do with the other two games, over to Switch in anticipation for Chronicles X2 coming at some point. Uh, so. It'd be kind of cool to get to play a game I had on Wii U and never played because I had to trade my Wii U in uh, for other personal problems. But still, a uh, pretty great game. If you like the second one and for, and for some reason have a new 3DS, which I think that's probably rare, uh, you know, go find this game. It's probably pretty still expensive. It's, I wouldn't be surprised if it's like 60 or $80 because it's fairly out of print. But yeah, go for it. It's it's great. Um, finally got to play Night in the Woods. I'm a, 
Uh, I'm on part two. I don't know how far that is in the game. Uh, but it's, uh, I think every everything that people are, are giving all the praise for, uh, I can definitely see it. Uh, the story is very interesting. There's a lot of serious themes. Uh, you play as a female cat. And she has her cat family and her whole entire uh, town that are a bunch of animals and like best friends. And uh, she's like a college dropout that comes home and has to deal with the reality of what happens after that. And you get to deal with a town that's also dealing with a bunch of different things. And, uh, you know, and there's a lot to explore in that town. There's shops that you go into and you talk to your friends that work at these various shops. And uh, it's not a whole... I, not a whole lot like a fighting or anything, but it does have some cool uh, little mini games you can play as well. One of them is sort of like a knockoff on Hyperlight Drifter, <laughs> which I, I found interesting. But yeah, I definitely think like for an indie game, it's I haven't I think it was on sale maybe that first week of the PSN sale. I haven't seen it on sale any anywhere else. Uh, but still, for twenty bucks, I think it's definitely worth it. And all the people that are putting it in the the high, it was number twenty. Four or 23 for our list but people that are ranking it even higher uh after playing it i think i definitely would not have a problem with with anybody that, that wants to put it in like their top five or anything it's and i'm not even done with the story yet and it's still it's very much resonating with me of course i'm a person that can identify with that greatly so that that may also uh add to that as well <laughs> but yeah I, I think even if you don't necessarily are not a college dropout yourself like i am or or, you know, someone that's not eh, – because a lot of people that graduate, you're still having to work jobs that you don't necessarily should be working. I think it can still resonate with a lot of different people. So I think it's definitely a game people should uh, get, you know, in the, in this uh, like 15 or so days before any kind of big games hit. If you got to $20 to spare, go check it out on PS4, Xbox One, PC. Uh, well worth it on there. And I think maybe on that winter sale it's $5 off. Probably. Yeah. And last one I guess I thought was Lost Lost Spear has a demo on the PS4 and uh Switch. I got it on the Switch. It's really short. It's like an hour, I wanna say. And it's pretty much the same as I am Setsuna. Uh the only thing that's different is that you can have your party turn into robots, but there's a gauge uh that goes down with how much you use their talents uh, when they're robots. Other than that, I think it's pretty much the same. Like you just, you, it's, it has the same art style. It has the same like Chrono Trigger, active time battle, gameplay. Uh, obviously, different setting. Uh, like you're the Empire this time, at least in this demo, and you are trying to, I guess, essentially knock out the rebels, and then. It kind of ends with you questioning whether or not that was the right decision, and I guess that's sort of where it would start off in the proper game. And it actually comes out January 23rd, so it won't be too long now. You'll get to play it, but I thought it was pretty decent. They make you uh, pretty quickly strategize in that game because the first, the boss that you play at at the end makes you have to think about what you're doing uh, and decide what you you want to do in that battle, but. I don't know, hopefully they explain the thing with the robots better, because I almost found them kind of unnecessary. Like, I didn't really think I needed to use them, like the characters by themselves without the robot thing. Other than the robots apparently get, like, 
things that you can use outside of battle to destroy rocks and stuff like that to get extra items. But in battle, I didn't feel like they were totally, like, important. So I hope in the main game they explain their reasoning better. But outside of that, I thought it was okay. And there's also this weird mechanic at the beginning where you're planting stuff and making these uh, these things that looks like a strategy game map before you go on to the in, inside one of the towns that you're supposed to go to. So it seems like there's lots of mechanics going on. So... Again, things that they perhaps need to explain more when the game's going on. But, yeah, so it's going, nice to have this time off to be able to play some games. Going back to what you said, I like to play a game where you you just you are part of the evil empire and you just stay with them throughout the rest of the game. <laughs> I, I hope they, like, give you a choice or something because it would be kind of interesting. I, that's what I was thinking, too, when I was playing that. I was like... This is kind of actually different that you're you're playing the bad guys. Yeah, Obviously, it happens. I mean, but, it happens. I mean, having you know, like Battlefront Two. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, well, a lot I of games. Mean, oh, it happens a lot. Too. It happens a lot in the Suikoden games. Uh, oh, okay. But, that is a series so, I always mean to try out, and I don't. Yeah. But yeah, like you just. You're part of the evil empire, and then you like it'd be it'd be fun to play like Final Fantasy VII, like through the eyes of Sephiroth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, or even the Turks. Yeah, it could be kind of interesting just to see their like what they have to go through or whatever. Hey, you know, Square Enix, if you're gonna take like five years to make uh, you know episodes for Final Fantasy VII, why not give us a spinoff episode and let us see how that is. To play as Sephiroth or play as somebody on the on the evil side over there. No, they're going to take them long enough to just to redo Final Fantasy VII. I don't want them to add more shit into it. I would not be surprised at all if they add in some of the stuff from Advent Children, but we'll see. Or Crisis Core. Well, that wouldn't be bad. That is kind of part of the story that's sort of interesting. Was missing. <laughs> yeah. Well, plus, I mean... I guess you can't play it. Can you play it downloaded on your Vita? Or is that a... Uh, that might be exclusive. I'm not sure. The PSP had a really dodgy online store, so I doubt it. But maybe. <laughs> yeah, see if it's exclusive to PSP even more so. You brought over Type, type O. Yeah. You'd think that they would have brought that over. That's actually one of the more... Well, doesn't Type O use the Crisis Core system? Yeah, but Typo never came out officially in America, so that's I think that's why they had more reason to like redo it essentially for PS4. Ah, uh, okay, okay, that makes sense, I guess. But all right, so moving on to some news before we get into talking about games coming out next year. Well, yeah, technically still three hours before on Eastern time it hits New Year's here. But all right, so for PlayStation Plus. Pretty big game, Deus X. Mankind Divided. Deus. Deus X, sorry. I was <laughs> so wrong. Uh, it's because you're Spanish. <laughs> eh, probably. <laughs> so, what do you think? I, did you play the? I haven't. Have oh, okay. I think, I remember you talking about it. I said, I don't remember if you... Did you end up liking it? or? I mean, it's worse than the last one. Than Human Revolution, I think. 
No, uh, yeah, Human Revolution, like the one that came before it. But it's still a fine enough game. Like, I'm surprised. I mean, it's a full front, full featured game. So, and if you haven't played that series before, I could say good. I mean, it's a sequel, so it's kind of hard to like jump into it. But right. you'll, you'll pick it up well enough, I think. You think people could play this and then say if they wanted to go find Human Revolution on the cheap? Well, yeah, probably. It'd I mean, be they worth are worth it for them. They are very similar. Let's say that. Okay. Yeah. So there, you know, it's free. You just download it if if you have PlayStation Plus, obviously. Uh, Batman: The Telltale Series. I never got past like episode two on that, so I guess this gives me a reason to maybe go back and go through that again. I didn't even get past episode one. <laughs> this, I think I started episode two, got halfway through, and then I never went back to it. Uh, Sacred Three, which I feel like's been out on. I know for sure it's been out on Xbox 360 before. Um, yeah. That one's uh, PS3 and Book of Unwritten Tales, too, on PS3. Uh, Psychopath Mandatory Happiness on Vita and PS4. I have that on PC, so I guess I could finally play that. <laughs> uh, even though I need to go watch the Psychopath anime, probably for that to make sense. Uncanny Valley, which we have a review for that on the site. You can go check that out. Uh, Vita and PS4 is actually a pretty... Decent little game, according to Stephanie. And Starblood Arena, which is a PS4 game that will actually be available for you for free until March 6th. So, uh, if Daniel has not been paying attention, you have that PSVR. Go grab it. I I do remember people saying that this was kind of okay. That, you know, multiplayer and VR is kind of not always great. Yeah. So... Uh, Xbox Games for Gold, Incredible Adventures, Van Helsing 3. I didn't even know they had a 3. Yeah, but then like, they released a thing that was like a collected work set, all of them together. <laughs> oh, okay. Have you, I know you played at least one, right? Yeah, I played the first one. And then I did, I did, I did a review of the collection and I was just like, yep, it's all three games. Like, the first game's long enough, so I can't imagine playing those other two. <laughs> I thought it was a good enough Diablo clone. Oh yeah, it's I mean it's it's competent. Uh, right. It's kind of without personality, I would say. <laughs> yeah, it's. I didn't really care for the characters at all. I didn't resonate with anything, and that's probably why I stopped playing it. It's kind of like, okay, I'm just in here doing this, and yeah, nothing. But uh, zombie, uh, which, yeah. It's a Zombie U, or it was. The, yeah, the Zombie U port that went over to PS4 and, and Xbox One. Tomb Raider Underworld for Xbox One and 360, and Army of Two, which that's a fine enough game if you play co-op. So, all right. So, talking about actual news here. You know, so over the holidays, people always like to talk about sales and, oh, what my games did during Christmas and whatever. And well, we'll talk about what the Switch did. Uh, for now in Japan, but vintage game sellers said the Nintendo 64 was their highest seller during the holidays. Do you yeah. think that any of this makes Nintendo go, you know what? Maybe we do need to make a 64 classic. No, I think they thought that already. <laughs> oh. Well, I'm just saying, it, maybe it gives them a little justification that people are going out there looking for it, so... Well, the problem with the N64, there's two real problems. One is you need a like more powerful 
computer or you know Android thing to run it than the SNES Classic or NES Classic. I mean, those things are the same circuit board. Just the SNES one has more more RAM for some reason. Right, but you said like there's a hack that you even put SNES Classic games in the NES Classic, right? Yeah, that's why. Yeah. I mean, that's the same board. I mean, so why not? But the if you need, well, like, you can't do N64 emulation on that thing at all. Like you need right, yeah. you need a. I wouldn't say I, would, I don't know how much more expensive, but you need a more expensive, you know, circuit board and you know Android computer to run it all. Yeah, uh, I mean, you need a rather decent computer for it to run well without lagging too. So I can yeah. imagine. You might have to get into the 120 range or so if they want to, if they don't want to be losing money every time. But, well, that's also part of the second problem is how many controllers would you pack in with that thing? You have to at least pack two if you put in for the SNES. Uh, I mean, I think that I don't know. You could put all four though. Well, I think that'd be the expectation because I mean that console had four controller ports. Uh I, I mean, I think four is a pipe dream. I think two, like you said, two is probably more accurate. And makes you just have N64, like, controllers for sale, because you can't even find, like, SNES Classic controller for sale at all. I can uh, see them also doing a bundle where you get two extra controllers for something. Like, maybe yeah. three more, like 150. Yeah. Because, I mean, they also probably won't be the same... They won't be the same 64 controller port. It'll be different, right? So you. Can't... Oh no! It'll it, it'll be the Wii controller port or the Wii control. I mean, that's what the SNES Classic and NES are. I mean, well, some... that's what I'm saying. Like it won't be. It's not like you're going to be able to go in and go. Oh, I have an old 64 controller. Let me plug that in. You won't be able to. So they'll be able to. I apologize if you hear kids. We're doing this at like nine o'clock at night. So this is when they are still awake. <laughs> uh, but. Or or just my one here, but uh, yeah, so, like, I think that maybe it would be less expensive than, say, you know, what the 64 controllers were, where they're, like, $35 a pop or $40. Yeah. So, they could probably take the hit on doing a 2 for 30. I, I also think that if they, like, I think that's a controller that it might do some good to get redesigned. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. Even though I could see them saying, oh, we're not going to touch it. This is meant to be a retro system. I mean, they could say that, but they're lying. <laughs> like, that controller was very... I mean, still even is divisive. So, I mean... I yeah, think, but I if think they don't touch any of the games, I mean, I don't think they're going to touch the controllers either. Yeah, but none of those games... Like, barely any of those games use the L button or that D-pad. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, but then you've got, like... You would assume that Super Smash Brothers would be in there, and so, every, it doesn't use the help. It doesn't use any of those things. <laughs> you do have to use the C buttons, and you have to use the joystick. Uh, yes, so, not the D pad or the L button, though. That's the thing. That was, <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I don't mean, think. <sighs> Go ahead. Oh no! I, it's just like that's the thing. Is like half that like. A third of that controller is used in like four games total. That right, they were all third-party games, and Nintendo's not going to put in that system in, in the first place, or the, you know, a, on a classic edition in the first place. So, well, you know, if you're WWE, don't even think about putting No Mercy on there. Nobody will ever buy <laughs> your 2K games again. So, 
<laughs> well, they, would, they wouldn't put that on there in the first. In the, I mean, it's a third party game, a licensed third party game. So hell no. <laughs> oh no, they wouldn't. I'm just, I'm just, you know, in a pipe dream. Uh, probably, you know, perhaps one of, if not the best, uh, wrestling game ever. You know, put it on there and watch everybody play that and just be like, oh, 2K, what? Who cares? I'm like, let's play this. Uh, but no, I, I think. Honestly, you'll get the you'll get all the expected games. Yeah. Right? The thing is, I mean, I wonder if they would even get the twenty. Cause that's a, those games are big, also they're much bigger. So, are you doing fifteen? Are you doing ten? Are you doing like twelve? I mean, I could see twenty, and I could see them upgrading to like one gigabyte of Flash. Because I mean, even five twelve, like Flash is only get, Flash members just getting cheaper and cheaper. That's the thing. Right. Is uh, like the big the biggest one they couldn't get they'd like to is probably Goldeneye and it's just too much of a mess. Even Perfect Dark would probably be kind of like messed up. I think that I mean they do the they do the uh the online stuff with Microsoft now. I'm sure they could probably work something out where they'd let them have Perfect Dark. If they really wanted it, which would probably mean they'd also have to give Microsoft a cut and they may not want to do that either. Yeah. Um which could be another reason why I could see them. Well, they put all the other Donkey Kong games, so. Oh, they own those. Never mind. Uh, yeah. Although Rare still gets some kind of cut from that, right? You know, yeah, I have to assume so, but like a small one, because. Yeah, because it's just the Nintendo owns the property. They just. Uh, uh, unless they don't, I mean, they could. It just could have been like work for hire. You never know. Yeah, or it could have been something in the deal with Microsoft where. Rare now no longer gets royalties off the, you know, off off stuff like Donkey Kong, which they own. Yeah. Uh, where they would still get, like, you know, I could also see them perhaps not doing Banjo Kazooie. No, because Microsoft owns them. Yeah, owns like, that, or... it has to be so weird to not have a Nintendo console without, like, Banjo or something. That's when I think of sixty four. That's one of the games I think about. So it's kind of. But... It's not one of the games I think about. <laughs> I don't know. I I I played it a lot when I, on my sixty four. So I, I, I guess it was a competent enough game, but like compared to like Mario or even Donkey Kong sixty four, it's like nope. Is <laughs> no is way. there really like twenty games though when you get outside the Nintendo sphere? Turok one. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt that. <laughs> Highly, but I mean, there's probably there probably is at least twenty games though, twenty Nintendo games for sure. Like, you may not call them all classics, but I mean, they could put they could put like Kirby Crystal Shards on there, or uh, Ten Eighty Snowboarding, or you know, TD Kong Racing. Like, I I I would I I don't think of them as classic games, but they could. Yeah, taking like the three Mario based games. Oh, you also have the. I would hope they wouldn't put like more than one Mario Party, but who knows? <laughs> With them to try to make sure less people get money out of it, but uh, you got the Mario Tennis and the Mario, well Mario Kart and Mario uh, Golf. Like I mean, Mario there's Golf, a ton of Mario right? games. Yeah. Yeah, and the party and. And all that. It's Smash Bros. So I think it's 
they could seriously almost do one with just Mario and Zelda and just say, oh, here's a 64 with those two. Yeah. But you'd think they, they would at least have to, you know, they'd have to add a Kirby in there and a few others just to make up the, the numbers and have different things. I, I mean, they could get 20, but it's just a matter of they'd have to dip more into third-party stuff, I think, a little more. And is there a huge <laughs> RPG that was big on the no. system? Quest sixty four. Let's go. Oh God. <laughs> no. No, I mean there, there's never a big RPG. I mean Paper yeah. Mario. That's that's about yeah, it. Yeah, Paper Mario. Yeah, that's true. Like, they could do that. Harvest Moon, I think, came to sixty four also. I wonder but, if they would. But yeah. Eh. I mean, look how well. Uh, whatever, whatever did uh, Stardew Valley. I mean, I would also nuts. wonder if they do an original, like original Game Boy and Game Boy Pocket thing together or something before they would do sixty four. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, they, honestly, if they did that, they should just release it on, uh, like phones. Like, you know, here's your phone. Yeah. I mean, they wouldn't they do that because they're dumb, but. <laughs> Well, they do say that the phone games do make people pick up other games for their systems. So yeah. it does work. So so their strategy works just and they're trying to make more phone games, so they obviously like what's going on here. Obviously don't uh, have a Pokemon Go event and then have it not work when everybody goes to Chicago, but aside from that, I mean most of it's uh, been pretty competent. <laughs> That's still one of like the worst stories of the years. You have all these people gathering in Chicago over to play Pokemon Go, and then it doesn't work. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so still talking about Nintendo here, uh, because the Switch had some big news. It became the fastest-selling console ever in Japan based on first-year sales, defeating the PS2. Yeah, I mean, it's Japan, and they like portable systems, so it makes sense. <laughs> Well, I mean, I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, it does make sense with Japan. And in Japan, uh, they do a lot of people that are there. I've seen them talk about you are starting to see people actually be in lines for something and they'll pull out their switch. You know, yeah. so it's it is starting to it's making a dent in the in the society again. It's still very hard to find the system as well uh, when it's not being mass-produced for situations like this. So uh, people are are flocking to it, and uh, that's good to see. I'm glad to see it continue to make records. And uh, the, I guess this is also coming off of them being able to say, look, we're making good strides here. Let's not do anything crazy. Is Nintendo delaying the 64-gigabyte carts? to developers for an entire year. You won't see them till 2019. Now, what this does is it makes it to where they would have had more space than a Blu-ray and obviously makes it to where you can make bigger games. So now publishers are holding off on bringing some of their bigger, you know, their bigger games. Perhaps might have been able to get some more of these games to have uh, day and date ports with, you know, their PS4 and Xbox One X counterparts. Uh, you won't get that. Um, do you think this is a good idea or a bad idea? Because I think 
having played, uh, you know, like Xenoblade 2, I felt like that would have been one of those games that they could have delayed and would have really benefited from being on one of these 64 gig cards because they tried to make a PS4 game fit on the Switch and you could see it sometimes with the the texture mapping and everything. I'd imagine that even though it's too late now, they're already making it for this, but like Wolfenstein 2, you know, those guys, Bethesda would have loved to, to have something like that for for that, but you think this is I a mean, good idea? Or? It, well, it's a good idea for Nintendo because it's going to be cheaper. for like, In a year, it'll be cheaper. Uh, the, the downside, obviously, is like it's going to somewhat harm third-party development, but as we've seen 2K do, they don't, they don't give a fuck, and they'll just have whatever they can fit on this on the cart like the single player and go you know download the multiplayer or like skyrim or something it's like or doom it's like all right here's most of the or here's a chunk of the game and if you want the rest fill up your sd card <laughs> yeah we have seen doom work pretty well and skyrim of course works pretty well of course that's also a very old game so you'd imagine that it should like i don't i don't think like i don't think visual fidelity is held back by uh, the graphics are held back, back by the storage medium at all. Like, because Mario is like a six gigabyte game. It's like that game looks amazing on the Switch. Like, I think that's also it's Nintendo knows what they're doing with that too. Yeah, so, but I mean, I I think if like Xenoblade had a sixty four gigabyte cart, I mean, I don't think it would matter one way or the other. <laughs> be like, all right, I'd imagine the texture mapping wouldn't be as bad as it is, but yeah, I. The store is just, is important for a reason for, for these developers. So, I, but no, it's not because they can just say download the rest of the game. Like, if you don't like it, blame Nintendo. But we've seen them do that already. So, well, so, I mean, I don't think Wall Street Journal is reporting this for for no reason though. That some publishers well, are holding off on their games because of that. But sure, but we, Nintendo doesn't really care either way. Like. If, I mean, I don't even think any of their games probably cracks that 32 gigabyte cart limit, so they're happy as it is, probably. Oh, yeah, they're happy. I mean, they know that the Switch is doing fine, and I think this is why they could afford to do that, right? They didn't. They don't have to rush anything because the Switch is doing fine. They already know what they're coming out with for next year. They have a nice probably a, a nice lineup again and i'm sure during the first direct we'll probably hear more about it but i i don't know if they're going to be able to keep up their we're make, giving you a one big game a month thing again but even if it's one ga- big game every two months still a pretty nice turnaround and not to mention you're getting like 20 freaking indie games and other kinds of games showing up on that thing like every week so they can afford to do it. Had they been in, say, like Microsoft position, I wonder if they would say, "Let's hurry up and get this over." You know, we need to get this available yeah. to them like right now. But they're not desperate like Microsoft is, so that helps. <laughs> that is uh, very true. On then, and uh, f- I think this ends the whole talking. Two more things about sales here, because this is kind of what the the whole news has been about. Call of Duty World War Two and Destiny Two are the highest selling games of 2017. Uh, it shouldn't surprise anyone, I guess. But, Where does Battlefront uh, 2 fit in? <laughs> um, nowhere near any of this. Uh, uh, Call of Duty surpassed $1 billion in sell-through worldwide. This is the... What is this? The ninth time 
ninth consecutive year in North America that this is the top-selling series. Yeah, probably. And eight out of nine times worldwide. Good lord. And here we so, thought World War Two might be a bad decision. I mean, I kind of, st- I mean, I, I'm even playing it, and I still kind of think it is, but that's me. <laughs> that nostalgia kills, man. Uh, it does. Have they fixed the uh, the HQ yet? Oh yeah, that's that's been fixed for a while now. Like oh, okay. Although I did load in like one or two times and it was just kind of empty and I'm like, what? <laughs> well, that's great. So did you finally get to unlock your uh, achievement that you needed for the? Oh yeah, the quest like that like the first time it loaded up, I was like, all right, let's get this stupid quest out of the way, and I did it, <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> and then Destiny Two, of course, is number two. It had been number one, I think, until Call of Duty came in and thrashed it. And also Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy is the top-selling remaster in PS4 history. So, yeah, keep those remasters coming. At least if your name is Crash, anyway. It's making some... Uh... That's kind of that's kind of a shame, because I think, like, there were better remasters that should have sold... Be- I think should have sold better. <laughs> I hope that means that we'll get a Jack collection or a Ratchet collection, then. Well, I already got that one Ratchet game. Like, I, I wouldn't mind just another one of those. I think, I think the problem with collections is that it's get overwhelming at a certain point. Like the reason I got into Ratchet and Clank so much is because it was a like just a so like a singular game. Like, if it was like, all right, now play three more of these, it's like, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, and it's also you know you're talking about like three or four games. In one thing, do you I have mean, the time to play all that? All that yeah, too. I, I, I didn't even play that. I, I think I have the Uncharted collection. I didn't even play that, and I haven't played. I've never played Uncharted two or three. <laughs> really? Yeah, I've no. still. I still need to go back and actually, I guess, restart one on the collection because I got like, I think a fourth of the way through that on the original PS3 game, and. I, I did. I've played and beaten that on the PS3, but. Like looking at the collection, I'm just like I don't I don't want to play either of these two games. Like I'm good. <laughs> and those are supposed to be the two better ones. Yeah, especially well, two, especially yeah, but just no desire, and it's just like I said, overwhelming. Yeah, it, it it does when you look at those and go, goodness, that's a lot of game time, and there's these other games I want to play, and yeah, so. But I guess they're there for you if you want them, and you want the nostalgia, like with Crash. And yeah. people just buying that big time. Cuphead also sold two million copies across Xbox and PC. Great to hear because those people worked so hard on that game uh, to do the hand drawn stuff, and and it's uh, one of the best games of the year. We thought so, and so many other people thought so. Some people are ranking it really high, which I totally understand. It's it's an absolute technical marvel, artistic marvel, and and it's a really great game. Just by itself, so uh, it does things so well, uh, just f- the way it is, and it's freaking hard too. So I know there's a lot of people that love the let's just play a hard game to be play a hard game uh, that that lives up to the bill as well. So for twenty bucks, freaking bargain, honestly, for all the stuff that's in there. Are yeah. You, have you ever thought about like maybe wanting to get it on PC or? I mean, hit the money, sure, but. I'd probably want to get Sonic Mania more 
like personally. Oh yeah, that's that's pretty good too. So can't can't go wrong there uh, either. Speaking of uh, pretty good for the bargain, and especially if you get the big old collection pack, Persona Three and Five, they're coming together as uh, they're going to launch at the same time in Japan, May twenty fourth, two thousand eighteen. So might be able to show up here, depending. I don't think that they'll have to do too much translation, though. I can't imagine you're you're doing a lot of. There's a lot of you know dialogue, so it may not I mean, take that long for it to show up here. I mean, you say that, but look at look at like Persona Four uh, Arena. Like that had a lot of dialogue. <laughs> That's different, though. How long did it take the dancing, the Persona 4 dancing all night thing to... No clue. <laughs> wasn't that in the same... Uh, the power of the internet, I guess. Uh, I'll look that up while we keep talking. So, this is coming out, PS4 and Vita, and they're doing a triple pack where if you get the collection that has both 3 and 5 together, you can get 4 as a digital download, which I think is a great idea because 4 never came to PS4. So that way you have... Three, four, and five, all together. I think that's what I would do if I was getting this. Yeah, uh, I've seen the trailer. I thought it was pretty interesting on, on for both of those. Nope. Getting these at all? I mean, yeah, okay, I'll, that'll probably be one I, I hope to get for review because I don't think I'd spend money on it necessarily. But I, I'm just not that type of rhythm game fan. But if it's Persona related, I, yeah, I mean, I'll stick with it. <laughs> That was another thing I forgot to mention about uh, one of the mini games that's in Nine in the Woods is basically like you play bass rock band style, so that wins points uh, with me because she is a bass player in the band that you're in, and then when you get a song, you get to play you play with your controller, but uh, you basically play a rhythm game there to play the song. But I mean, uh, having only played Persona Five. I would probably just only get that one, but uh, I, I'm a rhythm game person. I'd have to, I'd have to see gameplay of it. But the, 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 the just for the soundtrack alone, I think it's worth it. Cause the soundtrack to five is amazing. So I've I played all three of them. So I mean that's where. <laughs> and yeah, it looks I mean, like, I mean it looks it's the gameplay is you have six buttons up left down and triangles uh circle x and you know icons fly them you know the icons fly away and you have to press the button at the same time i mean that's kind of the same thing that's kind of like most rhythm games from japan nowadays so not too uh convoluted at least no it looks like a like a hatsune miku game kind of okay okay so it looks like in japan it came out in june 2015, and in North America released in September, so not that long of a wait, so could definitely that's even earlier than before, so if we're going by that timeline it could show up in August here. Yeah. So, cool. Cool that we will get that here in America probably August, September huh. 2018. Uh, sad news, or, well, before we get to that, Atlas also, not only with this, uh, I should also mention that if you get the big collection pack, you'll get costumes for various Shimigami Tensei games, uh, which include 1 through 4 and all, almost all the other ones. 
Uh, there's so many, I'm not going to sit here and go, go through them. But, yeah, if you're a big into the SMT, which I've liked some of them, uh, that's that's well worth it for you, too, and getting the collection there. Another remake to talk about, Catherine Full Body, coming early 2019. So here's another game we're talking about a freaking year away. Uh, PS4 and Vita, there is a new character... Um, not just Catherine with a C and Catherine with a K, you also get to play uh, as Vincent with a, a new female character, a new female arc, I guess, in Rin. And this brought a lot of controversy as well because there's a lot of hidden, or not, well, it's not really hidden because it's been shown very obviously on the website as well, that perhaps Rin is a trans character. And considering the way that they already treat the other trans character in that game, uh, <laughs> we're going to have some angry non-Japanese people when they play this game. And there's already been a lot of, uh, lot of ritual online about how I'm not playing this game because I expect that they're going to pleat the, you know. Well, I mean... It ain't for them. <laughs> I mean, so like, like, cause I, I have this problem sometimes too. Like, I'm, I'm sitting, I'm kind of almost done with it, but it's one of the things that's kind of kept me from finishing it. Is I have to deal with the whole, how do I address in it, talking about Xenoblade Two with the character designs and all that stuff, and almost everybody addresses it, and they, it's either the whole, oh, I don't care because I like anime, or it's the whole. They, it shouldn't be like this. This is embarrassing. Whatever, whatever. And then if you take the stance of, well, this is not my culture, everybody gets mad and says that you're just accepting of something that's bad or whatever. Like, how do you feel about that kind of thing? Like, are you one of those that just says, well, it's a Japanese game. Let them do it the way they want to do it. Or do you think that they kind of need to adjust for the world at large? Or I mean, I think they are, like certain Japanese games are made for a worldwide audience and some aren't, but they still get brought over. Like ultimately my, my position always is, is if you don't like it, don't, you don't play it. Like don't buy it. Like f- fuck off. Really? Like I'm sure. I mean, they're not a, like Jap, Jap, Japan's not a big shooter culture. So like when Call of Duty comes out, they don't give a fuck about that game. Like, and yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that I don't think this one, this one doesn't have a where they go to Japan, right? In World War Two? No. Okay, so like in the other ones where they might have, I'm sure there was probably people that were not happy about how they were depicted. Yeah, but so, they don't like they don't care about that game series anyway. So, like, I mean, what are they gonna do? Not sell not sell copies they wouldn't sell in the first place. Like, I, I think that's apt. I, I, I think it's people just getting too. Uh, personally involved or like not able to separate themselves away from what the designers and developers are trying to do. Like, but wouldn't you say you... that like considering how popular some of Atlas's games are, that they are now reaching that stage where, and especially you know, Catherine does have a following here. 
uh, obviously. Not a, not a huge one. I mean, I wouldn't. Say, yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> not huge, but I'm I'm saying like, I think just from, I mean, they had the bad PR with the whole oh you can't stream Persona Five whatever thing. Then they had to go backtrack on that, and then like thinking about it and going seeing how big the reception is for Persona here and the SMT games do decently well. I don't think they do anywhere near what Persona does. And no. then you have this game, which is sort of like, you know, dating sim-ish with the weird gameplay where you move the boxes around or whatever. And, uh, like, um... Well, I mean, Catherine fans are going to buy this thing anyway, so, I mean... Yeah, I think so. I, I Well, definitely people that have it on, like, their PS3s or 360, they probably will... Uh, just because, you know, getting to play it on, you know, the PS4, uh, d- definitely. I think this is not, this is actually a probably pretty decent game to get on Vita as well. Because uh, the, having the portability with the, when you do the levels, when you're actually moving the box. Did you like this game or? I don't uh, play I it. Ask you? I don't, I don't you care. Played it? <laughs> like, I know the dating part is, like, interesting, but that black, Block me shit like boring ass shit to me. Oh my god, the block shit. Let me tell you, this it gets to the point where it's ridiculous. Like it's okay, just like, you, how I, I the hell can, am I supposed to get to the top of this thing without? You can watch a YouTube, watch a YouTube video because they have it all. <laughs> they don't, I, I, mean, I know, change. but it's just like, good lord. <laughs> like some of it was just ridiculous. Like I actually want to go play the rest of the story and the dating part and whatever. Try to figure out, you know. Which Catherine uh, fits with me better, or whatever? Um, but, but yeah, it's and there's also apparently going to be more levels of that too, or a different kind of uh, addition to that. And I, I had no idea that there was a a multiplayer component to this where people were like really well, into that. Run- yeah, they're speed running it to try to get to the tower faster because they have no lives. I, I just thought that was interesting that, like, I didn't even know that that was a thing. So, like, that you learn stuff like that when they decide to, you know, talk about a remake of a game is sort of interesting. But, yeah, expect as more stuff comes out about, you know, if Ren is really trans or not, even though there's apparently, like, they is use already, a trans well, already, logo. and There's already a trans character. And also, who cares? Like, that that's ultimately my point. Like... If you don't like it, don't play it. I know, but you know that Kotaku and all these other websites that do this kind of thing, you're going to see that a lot where they're going to be damning this thing. Uh, it's already on Kotaku right now of them pulling tweets from people saying exactly what I just said about how they won't play this or they think it's yeah, but wrong. They're just looking, or, to, sens- they're just looking yeah. to get hits and sensationalize it. Like, they're not the arbiters yeah. of good taste. Like... Or even like news, like that newsworthy. Like fuck them. Like no, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, yeah, you know, I just think this is a thing that happens in it. every time you talk about a Japanese game. Uh, you know, happen with Dragon Crown. It's going to happen again with it getting the PS4 Pro thing. It's going to happen with uh, you know so many other things. Every time it's you know look at the way they drew this character or, or whatever. I get it. I get that people want character designs to change and i think as somebody that has a daughter i do think about that sometimes about like 
you know, if I if I ever watch an anime, how do I feel about this? As far as like, okay, well, obviously, you know, this is a cartoon. Like, you know, don't think about this in in a way that affects you. But you know, to people are just. I, I think at some points we have to remember that this is a different culture than than the one that you know we're speaking from. And even though yes, you could change it and make it more for the world or whatever, but then it also affects them. And it affects their bottom line, too. we got to think about they're trying to make money. And what appeals to the people that are trying to buy this game? You know? And it, it is what it is, uh, sometimes. Once again, Activision runs through their problem with licenses. What would you know? Uh, they have pulled, and I, I haven't checked to see if they're still on the Xbox store or not, because this story's kind of a little old. Uh, I probably could while we were we're doing this, but so they've apparently lost the license to all the Transformers games on PS4 and PC, and they had to pull them all, including uh, also a non-Transformer game in the uh, Legend of Korra as well. There are some good Transformers games, so it's kind of sad to see. Really, it's annoying because like uh, they should have told people ahead of time. Like, if you want, if you ever wanted to buy this game buy it, you know, before this date. That's really weird that, like, doesn't, does nobody at Activision pay attention to that stuff? That happened with the Marvel no, thing, no, too. No, like, no, they do, because, like, they did it with Deadpool, like, that. that's not, I mean, they did that, like, a month and a month or two ago with Deadpool, like, and that got yanked off already once as it was, like, it came back, like, they signed another lease, or another deal for it. Because that fucking, think? like, that, that movie came out and they thought we can wring more money out of this thing. <laughs> you think we'll just see that happen again? Will they just renew the license? Because I, I mean, don't they have Maybe. another freaking Transformers I mean, movie coming out? Or probably like that Devastation game was good, and I think one of the Cybertron games was good also. Or not, like not the War for Cybertron or something. Maybe I mean they made three of them. <laughs> I thought Devastation. I think is the one that's kind of just okay. No, Devastation then... is it was the Platinum Games one. Oh, it's, okay. uh, like that one looks like the cartoon. That's a good one. So war, there's War of Cybertron, Fall of Cybertron, and the Rise of the Dark Spark. Yeah. And then, well, also Transformers Devastation did come down, so that's part of that uh, as well. Um, I'd be happier <laughs> if uh, Michael Bay lost the license to Transformers and Activision. <laughs> Didn't he move on to being the producer or whatever now? He said he's not. I think he's uh, still doing them. He did the last one, and I think he's doing the next one, too. Yeah, they're not on the Xbox One store anymore. Yeah. So they're officially off all of the stores. Which, I, I guess, mean, is, sucks if you're a... Yeah, but you can always just buy them, digi- buy them physically if you want. <laughs> yeah, that's true. that's true, yeah. Uh, Except for uh, the PC ones, but I mean they're not. I mean, I don't think anyone's like clamoring for those. Yeah, it just always sucks, you know, because like it gets you into that mind of, well, if they can do this for this, they can do this for any game, and I mean, yeah, games, yeah. games I've even wanted have been pulled on pulled off Steam, but it's like right. if like. It shows how much I wanted them. Then I didn't, like I have games on my Steam wish list from five years ago that I never bought and I can't buy anymore. But if I really right. wanted them, I would have bought them at some point. 
Yeah, I, just, I think it just kind of scares people of the whole buying digitally but, sometimes. But yeah, but it's all licensed happening. stuff. Right. I mean, usually. I mean, there are a few edge cases where, like, non-licensed games came off Steam. But that's, that's more rare, and that's usually, like, with regards to sequels and stuff. Like, we have a new version of this game out, so we're going to essentially... Like replace the old version with this one, right? Which is kind of bullshit to me, but <laughs> they do it though. Uh, I just think that like Activision should take more care of letting people know, like, hey, yeah, I mean, that, that's what I said. Yeah, like put a news, put a press release out, and they have before. That's the thing. Put a press release out saying like these Transformers games and that Korra game will be off Steam and PSN by you know, December 21st or whatever, and if you want to buy them, and we'll lower the, like, some games even lower the price down, which is nice. Like, Alan Wake did that. Yeah, not to mention, it's like, you get free sales. I mean, like, you, you'll, you're basically pushing sales of old games. I mean, I don't know how much, you know, Sony or, or Steam or uh, Microsoft would get from that, but, like, I'm sure Activision gets a nice cut of it, and like, if anything, if you get, you know, say, like, a hundred different sales of the different games that got taken down, I mean, is that really a bad thing? It's Yeah. Just, you'd think that they would pay more attention. Just, that's, that's all. Uh, Unless it's just that. someone else is, like, running that, like, running that department and they just don't care. <laughs> yeah, because I just think it's, like, from somebody that deals with this on the like a rock band perspective, where they have this problem, right? Where uh, the licenses expire, but they they tell us like if you go in the forums, they go, okay, you have a whole month to buy this group of songs that the license is about to expire. If you want, uh, it won't be back in the store after such and such day. So make sure you you buy it because it's a license thing and it's going down. Yeah. It's, it doesn't take much for Activision. You put out a press release for dumb crap. You can't do it for something like this that'll get you money. It's, it's dumb. Uh, so, so I know this is a, a game that's sort of near and dear to you, or has been in the past. The Division, they keep adding things to the the game itself, and they are very focused on that. Uh, but the dev talks about a possibility of they do have more stories that they they want to do and they feel like they can't do all of those in the current game that perhaps there isn't a chance that there's a division two are you would you be interested in a division two i mean maybe i think the division one had some severe problems ultimately like i think their whole dark zone thing was a poorly thought out idea <laughs> Uh, and I know, like, the player base for that game is essentially, like, nothing nowadays. Like, it's not, like, completely empty, but I, I can't imagine it's too healthy. So... Yeah, I, I mean, they're still updating it, so I'd imagine... They, he's saying that, apparently, it keeps growing. Every time they do an update, it grows more. So... I mean, like, 17,000 people played it today, which is kind of... I, on Steam, anyway, which is, I mean, more than I thought. <laughs> right. But. More people are playing that than Lawbreakers. 
Well, let's see. Lawbreakers is at, let's see here, 44. 44 people? Play this day. Yeah. Jesus. 21 are playing it now (laughs) as we record. (laughs) I feel like for such the hype that it got because of Cliffy B's game, it like came out and like no one cared. I mean, it's a it's an arena based shooter. That's not. I mean, that might have a few hooks into it, but I think the marketing for that game was really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not distinctive enough to like to really draw it away from what people like. And when it tries to be distinctive, people don't like it. <laughs> yeah, you got to catch on like PUBG, then you'll have the millions of people playing that instead. But I'm, I'm always like, happy I, to see... Uh, I guess I would play it more Division if it was... Like, Division 2, if it was more single-player focused. Or it, they had more content. Like, that was the problem with the Division 1, is I burned through the single-player content. And it's like, go do these crappy raids. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want to. They are like, well, okay then. Go, go play a different Did game. Did the expansion not have single-player no. revenue? Uh, one of their, I think their free expansion just came out, you know, one or two ago, it added like two new zones to it. Uh, I haven't played that at all because I don't care about that game much anymore, but, uh, I can sound like I haven't actively installed or anything. I mean, it's the same thing like with like No Man's Sky. I'm like, I'm not going to play this again. (laughs) I'm, (laughs) I'm okay. But, uh, I mean, it added like a new zone, like uh, two new zones, but that's not really enough hmm. well let's hope that if they do uh, they take the all the stuff that they've been doing for the first one and say alright what else do you want more single player stuff let's let's add that in there at least for Mark's sake and I'm sure there are many people like you that would love to have more stuff where you don't have to do a bunch of raids and... yeah I'm just not a, I'm just not a big raid or instance person honestly like I think WoW is fine because, like, you get so overpowered that raids become very trivial <laughs> at a certain point. But, like, on the whole, I'm just, I'm just not into that type of stuff. Unless it was, like, with a very core group of people. Right, yeah, I, I think that that's always, like, one of those, like, okay, if you have much people to play this game, then, yeah. Like, I have right. one other dude I play online games with, and that's about it. Like, even you and I don't play any games together. <laughs> I feel like there might be some that uh, we could play together. Uh, one specifically that really talks about that. Uh, I know that they talk about it more in a local co-op sense, but still, it would be cool for us. The, the a, way, a Way Out. Oh, the prison rape game, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, could, uh, we could play that one for sure. Um, last thing, if we do talk about those games, though, uh, NBC is talking about bringing back The Office, which... They nope. did have that season without Steve Carell, and it didn't no, do well. They had two seasons, so it did or, well enough. <laughs> well, I think the, that first season was almost like a, well, we really don't have anything. Let's just, this did okay enough. Let's, uh, let's see what we can get out of a season two of it. I mean, and, honestly, I know you're pretty down on the idea. Uh, I would be... I never watched The Office, honestly. Like I watched, I watched like the first episode, and I was like, eh, okay. But 
I'm a thousand percent more behind a Office revival than a Mad About You revival. Uh, what? Fuck Is that Paul Reiser. Yeah, fuck Paul Reiser and Helen Hunt. Like they are horrible actors, and <laughs> like, no, I don't want to see them at all. <laughs> Those were two shows in the '90s that I never got into. Mad About You, Friends, I thought was okay, but I just never got. Friends are the really chick in. show, like. Yeah. I know of no straight men who like that show. <laughs> uh, well, my stepdad liked that show. <laughs> He's pretty straight, but like, so I you think said, that was so, the only... So you, so you think, no. <laughs> uh, but, but uh, yeah. Like ahead. that, like, yeah, like, there are shows that I I can see coming back. Like, I think Roseanne coming back, that's a... Relatively good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I don't think like a home improvement coming back would be good. (laughs) Like, for example. You got uh, you basically got that with the last man standing. You don't need a home improvement coming back. (laughs) Yeah, other than to see Jonathan Taylor Thomas being on there, but like you basically got Tim Allen as the dude from Home Improvement on on Last Man Standing, so I, I don't see why you need to have that come back other than Tim Allen needs a show to be on. But Or like I'm not into it necessarily, but I guess like Fuller House is fine enough. Or even I thought Girl Girl Meets World is good. But Yeah, I thought Girl Meets World was good. I thought Fuller House was fine, like you said. It's not anything that wows me or whatever, but But know. like shows like Mad About You, uh it's like no yeah, just just know, and they're much older at this point. It's like, you know, whatever. <laughs> but hey, uh, it, I just I just remember watching those two seasons and kind of thinking, oh, it's just not the same. And Andy's funny and everything, but it's just I don't know if even, they can get it to work with new characters and some of the old ones. All right, then. But. Even that like Will and Grace uh, reboot, like I guess it's fine enough. But I don't think people are like clamoring for it, and the, I kind of feel the same way about X Files. Like they keep trying to hype up like the new season of X Files, and I'm like, eh, I'm good. <laughs> I always mean I was meant to watch the. I watched I think like I meant to watch that show a lot more, and I I watched I think like most of season one, and then for some reason I never got back to it, but. Well, X, X-Files, the, re- the revival is great because it had one, like, fantastic episode, four middling ones, and one crappy one, or, like, one or two crappy ones, and it's like, well, you only got six episodes, and if one of these is good, and the other four, other five are hit or miss, you might want to look at quality control just a little better. <laughs> yep, sorry, I had to, uh, see if I could quiet down the crowd there for a second. I don't know if it was loud on your end, but I'm here at next to me, so I have no idea how that sounds for you. But all right, uh, before I guess we talk about that, there was literally nothing other than like the two Fallen Legion games finally coming to PC and PS4. Then I think one of them was on Vita, and it's not well liked from what I've seen on Vita. And yeah, there's uh, some games just not even worth mentioning that are kind of coming i guess in the next i guess if you're never played super meat boy on switch and like next week 
Yeah. Go play that. And Fear is <laughs> coming to the Switch, I think, also. That's about it. Yeah, uh, Outbreak, the new nightmare, whatever that is, for the Xbox One in a couple of days, and Barbarian Souls on PC. Yeah. Was I mean... to be Dark Souls Barbarian? <laughs> looking at the Steam release page is such a nightmare, <laughs> because there are 10, if not 20 new games that are like, releasing every day on Steam. Oh Lord! Yeah, if if you started to count like the Steam releases, you'd we'd be here all day <laughs> talking about that. But all right, let's let's talk about games that we are looking forward to for 2018. I guess start off with your ones that you're really excited about here. Uh, let's see the two I'm uh, the two probably I'm more more excited about are Dragon Ball, which is coming out in like four weeks uh and uh what was it far cry five like that should be good (laughs) yeah that should be i mean it should be far cry you know far cry the with all the mechanics you would expect with the you know the storyline that's gonna make everybody talk with, with the added goal of killing white supremacists, so where can you go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nothing, uh, nothing wrong with that. Of course, you can also kill some of the KKK and Wolfenstein too, but that's a little different because they frame it's, it, it in. It, yeah, they frame it as what's going on right now. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and it's it's gonna turn some heads. I'm sure gonna make people start thinking about who they're talking about and. And all that stuff, that's another reason why Roseanne coming back is great, because that show has all the fodder it needs. <laughs> to the point I wonder if Trump's going to watch it and go, how can I get this off the air? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... I don't think he'll care. Like, two, two small potatoes for him, probably. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? And then, you never know if it gets big enough. Maybe, maybe he pays attention. But, you know, if he ever gets his head out of Fox News, uh, we'll, we'll see. But... You think Last of Us Two legitimately comes out this year? I mean, maybe because I don't like. I it might like we're at the tail end, but I don't think. I mean, I say that because Naughty Dog isn't working on anything else. I don't think. No, yeah, uh, I, they're pretty much done with Uncharted. You would think so. At least for uh, now, I mean, they'll probably make maybe make another one like a few years on the road. You know, with those characters, with those characters, or you know, with. Like Nathan's brother or whatever. I mean, who knows? Yeah, if they're doing some kind of collection, somebody else would be doing that too. It would be Naughty Dog. So, yeah, you'd think everything would be behind. Uh, Last of Us 2. Yeah, there's a possibility that that does come out this year. I wouldn't be surprised, though, more if it gets delayed again, even if it's like March or something of 2019. Uh, It's very possible, but... I also wonder about Kingdom Hearts 3. We've seen a lot of it recently. It just, you know, some worlds here and there. I th- I'd ha- You'd have to think this would be the year, but they could delay it again. Yeah, like, that's another game where I think it's just perpetually in, uh, like, not coming out. Like, I think it will eventually, but... Who knows? <laughs> it's my number one game if it comes out this year, uh, for sure. I cannot, like, I've played everything else. I'm just waiting for Kingdom Hearts 3 
and to finish this series the way it's supposed to be and then they're supposed, they're supposed to move on to some kind of other arc with the other characters and whatever but just just to be able to get the finale or at least what you hope is the finale and and be done with it stop making us wait anymore square let's get on with it please until they start making kingdom hearts 4 <laughs> you would think it would reset at that point but i guess they could call it kingdom hearts 4 I mean, that's, that's a Final Fantasy 15. Like, yeah, look, how, look, look how dumb that title is. <laughs> I, I know, but this these actually correlate with each other. It's not like... And then they have but, other games that correlate with each other that have weirder names. So, you know, 358 over two days. I mean, come on. Uh, and that's just the weirdest one, probably. Uh, yeah, Spider-Man, I know you're... Really, uh, I'm always up for the Spider-Man games, but I think you like them more than I do. So, I mean, I like a good, sp- I like a good superhero game. Uh, I mean, I, I that has a shot of coming out this year on like Crackdown Three. Um, yeah, and like, it's been a good decade since a good Spider-Man game's been out. So yeah, and you would think with Insomniac making it, it's going to be really good. And I, I think his power set, like, really fits into, like, a superhero game mold. Yeah, like that and Batman. Yeah, it's open world. I mean, because you can't, like, the obvious one is Superman, but you can't do that because he's invulnerable. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's why there's never been a really good Superman game. It's just really hard to do. There's also been very rare that there's a good Superman movie. So Yeah. I just, yeah, I, I think it'll be really good. Just since Sonic has a great track record, so you would. Know. And then some of the game, you know, the stuff we've seen obviously is very uh, dramatic and everything. But just kind of want to see how this, how it's going to to run and to see more of it. And it just says 2018, so I guess there's always a chance that it says 2019 <laughs> very quickly as well. Uh, God of War. You know, you know, I've I'm kind of like I like I really like this series, uh, but I think I'm more intrigued by that they're moving into Norse Norse mythology and what happens with this kid. What is what does this mean for Kratos? I mean, honestly, I've n- I've never been a huge fan of the series. Like this one interests me because it looks open world, mm-hmm. and it look, basically looks like what they did with Tomb Raider, like making it. More hunt like survival focused, hunter focused. You're not right. you're not you're not just kind of QTE in your way through all, like every encounter, stuff like that. Yeah, because I'm assuming you'll have to feed the kid as well, and you know it seems like he's trying to teach him things. So there's that part of it, and he seems more human. So how is that going to affect things? Is the I'd assume the boss battles are still going to be kind of QTE. I imagine they'll be more tactical. Like you have to like nail, like hit certain point, point points of the boss to weaken them, and then you bring, eventually just bring them down. Yeah, I think we need to see more of it. They didn't really say too much about it. The PSX thing, um, and just see what what all is in there i'm just excited to play and and figure out what exactly is is going to go on here with 
him and how they're going to translate this into more God of War, I guess, because this is, I guess, restarting the series in a different way. Uh, Red Dead 2. Feels like everybody's waiting for this game to come out. Uh, with with good reason. Cowboys yeah. shooting stuff. and I guess I'm a little more neutral on the prequel aspect of it, but I think you have to because Red Dead ended the way it did. Right. I'm assuming it'll go into into bleed into the number one or I imagine whatever. it like like ties like the end of two leads, leads into one that would be interesting you think that they'll well they already made Red Dead uh, backwards compatible on Xbox One you think that they'll do some kind of remaster for I doubt it. One or... I mean, people people still want the game to come to PC, but Rockstar doesn't seem to give a fuck. <laughs> Probably not until... Is this one even coming? To... No, they haven't said. <laughs> Which is weird, because, I mean, GTA V does really well on PC. Like, that's another one you go, like, wait a second, why not? <laughs> is there something about the gameplay that makes it hard for them to... No, it's it just... just... God, it's no. Weird. Like, everything goes to PC now, like... It's just so weird to have a game that... Even Destiny came to PC, which the first one did not, so... Let's see. Yeah, I don't know why they don't come to PC. Like, it's just very strange. Yeah, that's that's really weird that you still have a a company that that refuses a game to come to PC, but... But then, like, GTA V does. Yeah. And it like you said, it does great numbers on PC. So you can do the mods, and you know they didn't they didn't they have a problem with people doing mods for that game for a while. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, there are currently looks like a million people playing GTA Five every day on PC, and yeah. nine million like ninety one people ninety one million people own it on PC. So and people could own Red Dead Redemption 2 on PC. Come on. Yeah. To take two. Let's get on the program here, Rockstar. Uh, but yeah, aside of that little caveat there, I think this could be one of the biggest games everybody's talking about for a long time. Whenever it does come out, so uh, I don't know. I've I still never played the Red Deads. Uh, maybe at some point I'll go downstairs, pop it or. Play it on my PS3, the the first one. But, I mean, uh, the first one's really. I never played that. I don't think many people did. Like it's pretty rough. Well, what it, Red the Red Dead Redemption one Revolver. Yeah. Well, it, well Red, not, Red Dead not Revolver. Revolver. Uh, I just meant the the sequel to this. Then yeah, I mean Red. Yeah, but it's still they are still connected. They are still part of the same franchise. That's why I say that. But oh, okay. Because I think they, I mean, they made Revolver. I think. <laughs> yeah, they made a Revolver, and I think that's that's on Xbox One for backwards compatible as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. But. But I think I think, most... I think also the zombie mode gets a lot of praise for the redemption. Yeah. As well. That was so. cool. And probably my most anticipated is Nino Kuni Two. I know we're both looking forward to this whenever 
they stop delaying it and it actually comes out. But yeah, I I really like the first one. I never got to finish it, but I'm just kind of interested how they do the new characters and the different battle system and and all that. Well, how looks, the story goes. Looks like more action based, which is probably good. Like, I really didn't like that battle system in the first game. Yeah, still felt like they could have kept some of the little Pokemon aspects in there, but it's fine. I mean, this one kind of seems more I, like a Tales game. That's actually fine to me. It's just like it just felt very awkward, like how they did it in yeah. the first game. Like I, I agree with you there. I think I got like once you start juggling like multiple characters, I'm like, this is kind of a nightmare. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hopefully, they streamlined it. It seems that like they are. Uh, from what they've shown, but hopefully with all the delays, it means it comes out. Don't have to do a lot of patches, and you can just play it and enjoy. Yeah. For Bandai Namco, you think the Shadow of the Tomb Raider actually comes out? I think they have to announce it first. But yes. <laughs> yeah, I think it comes out. Right now, it's just based off the rumor, right? Yeah, I don't know why Square is so have gun shy about announcing it. Like it's been leaked like almost last year, or if not longer. It's like, yeah, what's like, the what deal? Are you waiting for just announced oh, already. I mean, unless they're just gonna go like it's out now. I mean, that that might be actually kind of cool. Uh, but we'll see. <laughs> for a company that's so crazy about how their games sell, I'd imagine not. But yeah, that's a. I mean. I think they, whatever, whenever they, because, well, whenever it does get announced and released, I think Square will just have unrealistic expectations for it still. Like, they'll expect expect it to sell 10 million copies, and it's like, this franchise is not capable of that, like, the way it is, at least. They should know that they're American-based, or their non-Japanese-based games don't sell, like, crazy well. Just, well, even their Japanese-based games don't do that well. I mean, Final I Fantasy fifteen, Final Fantasy fifteen did okay, but compared to how much money they put into it, like, hell no, it didn't do good. <laughs> it has to be doing well enough now that they're doing all the extra content, I'd imagine. Well, they're trying... I, I think it's a point of, like, trying to drum people, keep people invested in it, which... Mm. I don't know why. Like, I don't think you're going to hook new people, or, like, you know, going, oh, it has a multiplayer mode now, let's get into this game. Like, that's not... It may also be because they know it's going to be a long time before you can see the next game, whether it's a 7 remake or a 16, whenever that gets announced, or, uh, you know, so... I mean, that's that, that might be one good reason. Like, they already have the assets, essentially. Like, they just have to do, like, make some new parts, but, I mean, they already have the characters and everything, so... Just slap them into it. Slap them into a new environment. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, eh? I mean, and you add more stories to some of these characters, like you know, everybody complains about, and it's true. Like Luna not really having any kind of an arc unless you watch the movie. Uh, so, or even the even the bad guy kind of yeah, arc not having well. an arc. <laughs> or that he's just kind of uh, there. Or that other chick, like that mercenary chick. Like I think she popped up in one of the DLCs, but. Mm-hmm. That's not... Oh, Ariana? Just, yeah, she just kind of yeah. appears and then goes like, all right, my story's, like, my little part's done later. And it's like... Isn't she the one that you fight at the, uh... 
who's part of the 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 bad side at first, and then she joins you. Yeah, well, she's a mercenary. Okay. That's why. Right. So I mean. Yeah. So that I I agree with you. I think she would have actually have a pretty interesting story to tell if they they do go that route. Um, it would be kind of cool to know Arden's backstory because he just appears in the movie. Already has a title, and then he's kind of playing oh. devil's advocate throughout the game. Speaking of that, he he pops up in Final Fantasy or uh, Assassin's Creed Origin. Oh, he does. Because I I completed that Final Fantasy 15 little puzzle thing, and like once you activate the two like the pyramid, he like beams in, looks around, and then just goes away. <laughs> or like a big uh, it looks like a like summoned bird like comes after him. And Bayek is like looking at all this going like what the fuck is going on? That <laughs> <laughs> uh, makes sense for him though. It seems like he has all the he has the weird powers. So uh, at least it's not uh, Noctis in there trying to just randomly you get, appear. You get the uh, the Ultima Blade, and you get a like a camel looking chocobo. Yeah, <laughs> hey, that's decent. Does, uh, yeah. does it play the music while you... No. Oh. They didn't go that far. <laughs> that, that would have been a plus. Yes. Like, compared... Like, I thought that Final Fantasy stuff in... Or the Assassin's Creed stuff in Final Fantasy XV was, like, maybe too long. But I appreciate mm-hmm. that they went for it. Like, this right. is this is five minutes worth of content, if that. And I was like, why even mm-hmm. bother? <laughs> uh, just to see if they could hook people in, I guess. Huh? To buy it. I mean, yeah, we could just YouTube it instead. <laughs> yeah, true. True, Some people, they're all about experiencing it, though. Are you, uh... We both really liked Yakuza 0. Are you pumped for Yakuza 6? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know nothing about it. And I've only played Zero and Kiwami, so... I'll have no idea what the story is. <laughs> but I, I guess I have hopes that it plays better than Kiwami. And... Yeah, uh, I guess I'll be curious to see how the franchise ends, because I think that's the end point of that franchise, or at least with Kiru's character. And, yeah, they definitely need to move on to a different character, so plus you'll get Kiwami 2 as well at some point this year, so you'll get double your dose of Yakuza. I mean, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure I'll be the one reviewing that, but I'm not sure if I really want to. <laughs> yeah, after the first one? Uh, maybe there's more to do in the second one, you never know. Right, uh, that was one of the ones that came out on PS2. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. Uh, anything else on your end that you're? Uh, let's see. The other two on my list were were uh, Metro Exodus. I've liked the Metro games in the past, uh, even though they've been kind of buggy. That trailer at E3 looked really cool. Yeah, and I imagine it'll be more of the same type of gameplay. Uh, although it looked like a little more, I wouldn't say with it, but like it looked like more technology was going on at least, yeah, or like more was... varied areas. Because <laughs> you have like that train thing. So, mm-hmm. and the only other game really uh, is Vampire or Vampire when that comes out. That's from the Don't Nod. Don't Nod. Life is Strange. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it I think, looks good in the gameplay that I've seen of it. I think after that, they're probably making Life of Strange 2. They're probably working on that right now. 
but uh, like there haven't been a ton of good vampire games because that is kind of also kind of a hard concept. Like there's been I think one, <laughs> which was like Vampire the Masquerade. Yeah, the second the second one. Uh, like you have a few games on your list, like Dark Sider Three, which I, I guess I'm interested in, but I don't think it's coming out this year. <laughs> Or next year, I should say. Uh, or like Concrete Genie. Like that like weird-looking building artistic game. But I guess I don't know enough about that either. The uh, Oh, the Concrete Genie? Yeah, yeah, that's the one that I look really into. Like he's graffitiing the wall or yeah, and the, coming to the life. light thing. Yeah. That's sort of what uh, looked interesting to me is just how that how they do that throughout the game and and just being what are the mechanics does he gain more abilities with that what what's the purpose of it you know just I like that whole aesthetic I would just want to see more I guess um I did the left alive stuff that I've seen is interesting enough and it comes from square and front mission I wouldn't say it's like one of my favorite series from Square, but I like it well enough that I'm intrigued. Uh, one of the ones that really intrigues me, just because it's an indie game that kind of right up my alley with the whole music and and all that stuff. Uh, Wonder Song looks just incredibly silly, but also has like the same re- same things I like from Night in the Woods, that same kind of color scheme, and just uh, you're using this like rotating spinner thing that has different songs that go with different colors. So, you know, depending on who you're fighting, you might have to make sure you have the right color and you're just a bard that's singing. It's just kind of cool. It's just from the humble, humble bundle of people. So, uh, it could be one of those like cool little indie games that, uh, you know, you might want to check out, uh, when it comes out code vein. I don't really like dark souls or bloodborne or anything like that, but when you, tie in a more like anime RPG look or whatever. I might be able to forgive some of the being hard. <laughs> so I'm kind of excited to see more from this and just like when it, it as it gets closer to launch, you know, what, what, how hard is this going to be? And is it going to be really dark souls or is it just, they're saying it sort of is like that. And, and maybe they uh, don't make it so hard, but I like I just like the look and the characters and everything for right now. Um, Wolf Among Us too. Wolf Among Us is probably my still my favorite Telltale uh, narrative. So having the second one, obviously going to be playing that for sure. I uh, just hope that yeah, you got into can long, match up to long, the first one. <laughs> yeah, we got into a long chat about Telltale and like their slow decline over the years. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I just I feel like this might be their one where they can kind of go off the cuff a little bit because it's based off a more comic series and it's not, uh, you know, all oh, this huge license that everybody's expecting this, this, and this from. So because they can have more freedom, that also might be why they can, and it's darker too, right? So, that's one of, some of the things that made the first one really good. Hopefully, they can match that in the second one. Uh, and then you have a bunch of like I'm interested, sort of in Lost Fear after the 
after playing the demo, but it's not like I would also be fine with if we don't get a review code, just pass on it and playing it later. City is one of those that I feel like I have to watch somebody play, but if it just to see, because I I liked the PSP games enough, but I also never got to really play them on a system. I'm playing them on the computer, and it's hard those to are pr- to play them on the computer. <laughs> so. Like those were like rough games because they were basically like virtual on, but that game worked because you had two two joy like two uh, flight sticks. <laughs> like the PSP had an analog stick and four buttons, and I was like, this doesn't quite work. <laughs> Yeah, if they streamline it better, just being able to have all the cameos and you're having, what, three people that you're fighting with, too. Uh, the story is also supposedly really good in those games. So, uh, if anything, there's that, too, that I'm I'm really interested in. And the more I see... At first, you know, when they announced Detroit, I was kind of like, oh, here's another one of those games like beyond two souls or whatever that's going to come out everybody's going to talk great things about it and i'm not going to care about it but the more i keep seeing of it the more i get interested in it so here's hoping that it actually comes out this year and here's hoping that it lives up to all the hype that they're giving it because i'm also worried it could be one of those five hour games and you go through the scenarios like maybe once or twice and you're kind of like all right i'm done with this you know so I think you might have played like Indigo Prophecy. Yeah, that's the one I've liked. I I actually do have Heavy Rain and the other one, uh, the Ellen Page the one. Souls. Yeah, but yeah. I think there's two kind of up their own ass. There's that. Even had, even Indigo Prophecy kind of has some of that problem to an extent, but I mean it's a lot more of a game than those two things are, which is why I like it. Like I, I just don't like. I guess it looks interesting, but I just don't know how much of a game it'll be and if that game will be any good. And then how bad the story's going to end up being. <laughs> yeah, that's what I worry about, too. You know, like, like the how much of a game is it? Is it just the scenarios? Now, I mean, if they get you into feeling for these androids or whatever, then okay. Like, obviously, you know, the one they showed at... Uh, was it Paris Games Week? That uh, one, the obviously... PS, the PSX show. <laughs> oh, the PSX show. That one obviously uh, hits home for me. Um, but... There's a... Go on, go on. No, no, go ahead. Like... I was going to say there's a uh, British show that's on also on AMC called Humans. That's basically the same thing. It's robots, mm-hmm. like androids, commingling with people. And... Like some of these robots have like self like self awareness and self consciousness and you know it's kind of that I like I look at Detroit and like this is that game like this is that concept only the the robots are less sexy. <laughs> yeah, I I actually I've always I've sort of been interested in that show and then yeah. I never, I always forget that it's on I don't watch it. Uh, but you know, Nate, now that you've reminded me, I might actually go try to check it out. But what? well, yeah. watch Black Mirror first. <laughs> yes, I didn't even watch Black Mirror first. Uh, but yeah, no, I I think this is one of those where, first of all, again, they have to give us a release date and make sure it's coming out this year because they've delayed this game uh, quite a few. 
uh, times or there's been shows where they don't even have anything from this game at all. So, yeah, I mean, look, there's a 2017 was a pretty damn great year for games. I said that a couple of times during the best games thing that we did, uh, but it really was. And there's uh, quite a few games that I might be playing into 2018 if some of these don't uh, pan out just because I still want to go play near uh, if it yeah. ever goes on sale again. <laughs> and uh, still a couple more things. So uh, some indie games that I want to uh, check out for sure. So uh, and, and I'm sure there will be plenty of surprises as well. So I, I, it's getting to start the whole new year over is uh, exciting and it starts off pretty quick, I think, on, what is it, the 19th with something? I know uh, Dragon, Dragon Ball Z Fighters and Monster Hunter World come out the same day. 23rd, I think. The 26th? 26th, that's it. And then... Two, di- two, two days after my birthday. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And then uh, the city as well comes out at the end of the month, like the 30th. And... There's a couple other ones as well. Uh, the, oh, the Digimon Cyber Sleuth thing. Uh, just because I have the first one, it's probably the best Digimon game that's come out in a long time, if ever. So hopefully, after the stinker that was the freaking Next Order thing, that was awful. Um, let, let's hope that this continues the first thing, uh, the first game uh, rather well. Either way, yeah, there's a lot to look forward to in 2018. Uh, still got quite a f- you know you still got a couple weeks though to enjoy games from 2017 and you might you might want to do that. There's still some sales going on. I know the GameStop one ended today, so I don't know if there'll be you, they'll have another. You shook you shook your fist in anger. <laughs> yes, I shook my fist in anger realizing that their that sale was rotating. It wasn't a set sale like the one that they had during the Christmas time. And so, like, I think they had near for a couple of days. I didn't realize it. I realized I had some trade-ins I could do, and then, oh, it's not there. So I just got a PSN card and got Night in the Woods, which not a bad uh, decision on uh, my part. But I mean, I was telling you, you should just save that money. <laughs> I don't think I would have. <laughs> uh, I, I wanted to play that. Uh, helps when I'm I'm doing my blurbs tomorrow while I'm at the laundromat. So helps me be able to actually write stuff about it without having to go read a bunch of stuff. So, yeah, it's it's a, it's a really good game, I, th- I think, for, for what it is. But either way, yeah, definitely lots of stuff to go check out. And, and yeah, can't wait for 2018 and, and gaming to get started. And hopefully all of you guys are, are ready for another year and, and not only this podcast, but in everything else. And, well... Maybe next week we'll have things to talk about uh, news-wise. Uh, it'll get back to sort of normal. Things will they'll start being announcements and, and things like that because this was kind of one of those just really trying to – we had to come up with this most anticipated games thing just to have a thing to talk about. So, all right. Until next week, we'll see you later, later. everybody. Yep, later. Happy New Year.